Blog Talk Radio. PS10 family doing out there? Welcome to PS10 Radio. I am your host, Angeline, and today is Parent to Parent Sunday. So just a side note, this is Michigan, you guys, and today we thought, you know, all this time since April came, we thought spring was here and in full effect, but with it being Michigan, Winter is repaying us a visit today. Yes, it is cold, it is snowy, and it is slippery and icy, so please be careful out there. Today we are talking about toxic parenting. So I know this is kind of like, what are you talking about, toxic parenting? What does that mean? And what kind of, uh, you know, things are you going to talk about as far as toxic parenting, and we're not just talking about the obvious things like, you know, people being, um, you know, drinking or smoking and not allowing their kids to do it, or, you know, some people have been seen doing the craziest things, um, the most abusive things to their children, um, even on social media, I had the nerve to put it up. So, you know, we're not talking about those. Those are obvious toxic things. And again, you know, we're not talking about those, but we are talking about some things that we probably should reconsider and maybe not do. But there's no judgment here because I'm sure that we've all done things that we did not plan to do or did not in our normal character to do on a regular basis and maybe have affected our kids in a way that we did not intend. So, when we talk about toxicity here, we're talking about um, just behaviors that can probably lead to um, harm for our children in the long run, in the long-term effects, just the way that um, it affects them. So today, when we talk about toxic parenting, I'm referring to an article. It was on SheKnows.com, and the article was called Don't Miss These Signs of Toxic Parenting, and it's by a woman named Teresa Edwards. So when I thought about this, I was like, hmm, 
I just wonder if I'm the only one. Have you ever yelled at your child just out of you were stressed, you were overwhelmed, maybe you had something else going on that at that time? And, you know, sometimes kids aren't aware that you're going through something and to leave you alone. So they can tend to ask you questions or beg you for things or they're crying and having a meltdown and you're just not, you're just not 100%. You're not, you're not there for it. So, and then they, in turn, become the target of your anger or you lash out by yelling or you might curse or something like that in front of them or at them or something like that. And, of course, like I said, no judgment zone. People do do these things, and I know very, very few parents have the intention of hurting their children when they do it, but it's mostly just life. Life is coming at you. You're stressed out. You're overwhelmed, and then you still have to be a parent and do these, and be you know a certain way at all at all times. So it can be difficult to put up that face all the time every day for our children. And I think that's when these toxic parenting um, behaviors come into play. So you know this. Toxicity that we are addressing today, actually, um, in our Positive Steps 10 model, we just encourage if you do better, you'll be better. So, you know, and that, that takes us to stop and look at, well, what's going on, what is happening that is not going well right now that I need to do better. So, Think about it. You know, our kids are living in an environment that we have created. And this article, Don't Miss the Signs of Toxic Parenting, this article points out that in times that we lose our temper and times that we act like we are out of control or losing our own minds, we are actually modeling behavior for our children. We are modeling how we should think, how we should act, and things that we say. So, like, again, like I said, now there's no judgment zone. We are all, you know, just, you know, learning as we go. You know, parenting is an evolving wheel, and we are just bringing some things to your attention um, that, you know, we need to use as parents. So in this article, they define toxicity as behaviors that are transmitted to our children that could potentially cause direct or indirect harm. And there was a licensed marriage and family therapist that even was um, kind of following up the fact, her name was um, Kingsley Grant, was following up the fact that modeling healthy relationship dynamics is absolutely vital for children. So, and I totally agree with that. And I'm just going to repeat that because it was, that was so profound to me. Like, yes. I totally agree with that. Modeling healthy relationships and relationship dynamics is absolutely vital for our children. So what we will discuss today is actually a segue into a more depth and conversation that we plan to have with our special guest on May 4th, 2019. So in a couple of weeks, we'll be having a special guest. We'll be talking about modeling healthy relationships for our children, especially parents um, with one another, how to have conflict resolution, how to show affection with one another, how to 
talk kindly and treat one another, how to have fun with one another. Because I do think that because nowadays with the social media and the Internet and everything and kids on their phone and tablets and computer screens, they're not learning or not engaging with other people in a positive manner. So that needs to be modeled within the home environment. So basically, how we handle strong emotions, how we resolve conflicts, and how we express our own emotions directly model or teach our children how to behave. And I believe this is consciously and subconsciously, even for our children. Like, they internalize this. They soak it in. You know, they're like sponges. They're soaking in how we act, how we, what we say, how we, you know, our values, the way we handle things. They're soaking it in consciously and subconsciously. And it comes out either later on in school or in their future relationships or in their friendships or how they treat other people um, outside of the home. It comes out and we can see ourselves. And, you know, it's funny because when they're, they're small, like toddlers or even preschoolers or maybe even early elementary students, but our children, you know, it's kind of funny, like, oh, look at, she's stomping off, or look at her little, her face pouting, and she got her little arms crossed, or look at him um, throwing those pillows around, or, you know, sometimes I think that we highlight things, um, and we're doing it because at, at, you know, certain age, it does look, you know, entertaining, but at the same time, like I said earlier at the top of the show, um, it's not appropriate, really. And when the kids get older, then we try to change it. But by that time, it's too late. They're all they have already um, developed these destructive behaviors. They're aggressive. They're already kind of suffering from the repercussions of us allowing them to mimic behaviors that they of adults or older children in our home that we thought, oh, you know, they're just doing what such and such is doing. Yeah, but they're going to develop that as part of their personality, part of the way they handle things and solve problems and play their emotions. So we have to be careful with that. And even, like, have you ever mimicked a comment or reenacted some behaviors that you remember your parents doing when you were a child? So you have to remember that, too. There's a lot of times we have good intentions of, oh, I'm not going to do that when I get older. I didn't like how my parents did this or that, or I remember how my parents made me feel when this or that happened. But ironically, just like I said, subconsciously, it just kind of seems like we repeat those things. And it really takes, um, it really is just a, you know, good or bad in our mind. It can take us to repeating those words and behaviors because they are all, what we know, that's all, that's all we know. We know what we grow up around, you know, our environment that we were placed in. If you're not taken out of that environment, you're more likely to repeat those things that you grew up on or that you're used to. So many times we can stop our ourselves and we can retrain our brain. I do believe that we can make different choices and we can act different. We can say different things. We can think differently. But there are times when we really we just revert to what we know and what we witnessed in our own childhood. And those behaviors um, just become a part of our parenting repertoire, our toolbox. So, you know, we, we don't have a manual for parenting, but we have a toolbox and we have, like, memories of what we assume worked or didn't work back when we were children. And so we tend to repeat those things on our own children. So some children who develop in well-rounded environments and that are exposed to different alternative uh, 
ways to handling things or opportunities, they will, I believe, children um, that are able to be exposed to different things because of their well-rounded environments where you're not only with the people in your neighborhood or only with your family members or only um, seeing or being around things that you see on TV, like you experience things for yourself, you experience different sides of your city, different places in your city, you know, experience more peaceful areas of of your environment, your neighborhood, you know, you're, you're treating other people different than what you're used to being treated like or, you know, whenever you're able to be in different arenas, even being involved in different youth groups or different exposed to different um, community uh, events, you know, really uh, develop those different opportunities for your children by planning to attend them, you know, signing your children up for things like that. You know, even if if money is a barrier, try to get scholarships for those things. Um, a lot of times if you just apply and be honest on your uh, list, um, your application for different opportunities for kids, they do allow for you to um, have financial assistance, which will allow for your children to have these more well-rounded experiences. And I do believe that when children are more well-rounded and have different exposure to different um, opportunities to experience a different way of life, different thinking, different, you know, whether it's good or bad, too, you know, it's good for your children not to only be around the lollipop or the carnival of of life, but also to see hard times and help others through. But I believe those children are the children that can discern that what they uh, maybe the things that they want to do different or the things they want to continue or take away from their parenting, um, their parents and their parenting situation, um, and they are able to apply different um, different ideas to how to handle my emotions and how to um, communicate and how to behave or how to think different or change your mind or be resilient and and keep pressing forward. So learning alternative behaviors by being in opportunities or experiences that model those different behaviors I think is really a true benefit to help those children discern that the right and wrong at those moments for those situations. A lot of times how you act in one place is not how you act in another. So just being able to um, being able to change their, um, not change, but be able to um, I guess have a Rolodex in their head of, you know, these are the different things I can do to solve my problems. These are the different things I can do to um, improve my communication or how I can um, improve myself or be resilient. But it it takes opportunity and it takes experiences. And having that um, well-rounded environment is very, very vital. And it impacts the children across the board, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, just knowing that they have options. Like, it isn't just what you know. It, it's not only what you know. There's life outside of that. So I think that's very important. So back to the article. Another toxic parenting habit, habit is to rely on your kids to be a shoulder to lean on and to tell them all your little business 
and all your problems. So this is a no-no parent. I'm just adamant on this. I do, this is something that I, that person took from my parents. They ain't tell me everything. So, and I really appreciated that because as a kid, you're stressed out yourself. You know, whether you're young, you're stressed out from just, you know, having to do different things and not, you know, having limited control of things that you have to do, bedtime and what you get to eat and things like that, to be an older teenager and you have the stress of grades and um, being in activities and friendships and belonging. So it's just a no-no, parents. We should not be confiding in our children. They should not be knowing all the ins and outs of our personal and romantic relationships, our friendship problems, our problems at the job, our financial difficulties. You know, in my opinion, keep it basic. If you want to say, I have to watch how much I'm spending right now, we have to watch how much we're spending right now, that's enough. They don't have to know the ins and outs, how much was our light bill, and how much short are we on rent, or what was the mortgage, or how come, you know, the taxes went up. They don't need to know all the ins and outs. It's stressful. Stressful for us, so just imagine on top of being a child, and then now you got grown-up stress on you. Or, you know, you might want to say, I have a lot going on at work. You know, they don't need to hear about how you can't stand going to that job, doing the tasks that you have to do, and sitting at a desk next to someone who annoys you because they gossip all day. They don't need to know all that added stress. They have enough issues going on when they're going out into the world as well. So, you know, you should always have some boundaries um, when you have um, when with your children that you're not confiding in them. It's a parent-child relationship. It's not a friendship. So um, the author of the article, she stated that, you know, we really need to recognize what is and what isn't healthy parent-child relationships. So what we will and will not share, what we will and will not do with our children. You know, I see a lot of people sometimes that are um, really struggling with that because we do need to have um, good relationships with our kids so that we uh, can be a good influence on them and that they will listen to us um, and that they will confide in us. But there is a boundary there, you know. It's good for them to also be able to talk with a peer, someone that's their age or maybe an older brother or a cousin or something like that about certain issues because you know, at some point they need to know this is mom, this is not my friend, and I'm not going to uh, disrespect my mom and or, or dad or, you know, and then as parents we don't want to overwhelm our children with our stress by putting it off onto them because projecting your stress onto your child is not healthy. You are the adult, and, and our children look for us to us for guidance in stressful times, so we shouldn't be adding to their burdens. Another toxic parenting role that was um, pointed out in the article is pushing your hopes and dreams into your children despite who they are and allowing them to develop their own hopes and dreams. You know, like if you want to be the basketball star or you want to be a singer or you want to be this great dancer and now you're putting all of that on your child, like it's not fair to them. And the article really speaks to that, how it really causes your children um, grief And in my opinion, it can cause children to either um, be afraid of letting you down, and so now they're stressed out because they're trying to always please you, or it will cause them to um, retreat and not truly be their own person. So um, they're either going to rebel or they're going to retreat. 
So I think that's very uh, a very touchy subject as well because, of course, we want our, all of our children to succeed. We want them to do well and we want, we want them to be the butt. You have to consider the fact that is that what they want to do or are you projecting your hopes and dreams onto them? So I hope that this gives you a good idea of what toxic parenting is, and I hope that no one feels judged because, like I said, we slip up sometimes. There's no manual, um, you know, and we're talking about um, just things that we can do to um, address this. So two things that we need to, to do in order to do better so we can be better the first step is to address toxic behavior um, by recognizing it. Recognize areas that you think you could improve and that you may have fallen short or maybe you're doing too much of and you need to do better of. Just recognize it. You know, any any solution to any problem really is to recognize what the problem actually is. And then the second step so that we can do better to be better is to just to just decide that you will do something different. What will you do different? What will you change? What you know, because we can't change our kids. We can't we can't control them, but we can control ourselves. And hopefully if you create a healthy environment, model healthy behaviors for them, they will just follow suit. So again, we always want everyone to be the, the most you know, do the best that you can to be the best person that you can be. Um, like I said, one positive step at a time. And so again the steps is for doing better and being better is to recognize where you need to change or the behaviors that are toxic and then to kind of decide what you will do different so that you can be the best parent that you can be. So, again, we look forward to our May 4th um, Parent to Parent Sunday because that's going to be great. We're going to have a special guest, Trina Copeland, and she um, is a mother, she's a wife, she's a counselor, and she's going to share with us her um, uh, outlook or perspective on um, just basically modeling healthy relationships for our children. We hope that you have a great rest of the week. Um, Spring should be returning this week in Michigan, so we hope that you have a great week and be the best parent that you can be one positive step at a time. Peace.